The following may contain language which will be offensive to some people and inappropriate for children. The topics discussed may include drugs, alcohol or be sexual in nature. This show is intended for mature audiences. Listener discretion is advised. I'm serious. It's dirty. Really, really dirty. Still here? Then pour your favourite beverage, sit back and let's get this fucking show started. I get the keys ready to come in and then come and music. Tony. What is his name, Tony? Lois can never have Superman's baby. Ah, yes. Incredible Hulk Melon Bully. Hey, I tried to teach you how to handle comics in the sixth grade, but oh no, you wanted to play a little game instead. Aquaman's a hero! Wanna see what Spider Man number one looks like? I guarantee you, boys and girls, I can show Thank you, Trisha. We now return you to Robin Boy Wonder. The only way he could bang regular chicks is with a kryptonite condom. That would kill him. Fantastic Forum, assemble! We're back. We're back once again, live, right here on allgames.com. Uh, it's Trade Paperback Thursday. We're going to be bringing you a, a little review of a trade paperback I got that has an interesting story behind it and a funny coincidence. And uh, we also have a little bit of discussion on how we can get Larry to wet his pants again. So yeah, stay tuned. In the meantime, let me introduce you to my partner in crime today, Joe. Hey, what's up? What's up, Joe? Uh, yeah, and uh, as always, if you want to be part of the conversation, you can join us in chat or call. But the lady will give you that information if you just open up your ears real quick. Want to get in on the action? Call Fantastic Forum on Skype and join the fun. Too shy to call in? That's okay. You can join the Discord chat room available at allgames.com slash live. Join the party. You know you want to. Yeah, uh, Larry will probably be here a little later. Uh, Oz, maybe. I don't know. He had a busy work night last night, so he was probably sleeping already. But yeah, in the meantime, you can just sit back, relax. Have your little breakfast sandwich and uh, listen to us talk about comics. Uh, chat's a little quiet, but it's early. So, yeah. Now, Joe, yesterday I kind of vented on the air about not being able, you know, who I was voting for, Daddy Trump, because he's the only one that gave me money while I'm not working. Uh, right. And apparently that complaint went to the right ears because I opened up my email this morning and, and yeah, I've been taken care of. They're trying to buy my oh, votes. Okay. Yeah, so it's not as dark as I thought it would be. But Oh, nice. Are. Yeah, so now I'm drinking good coffee in the morning. <laughs> I've been saving that. 
Meanwhile, the governor of California says the stay-at-home order is going to be extended for three more months. Yeah, yeah, it's a little tricky. Um, oddly enough, the <laughs> the racetrack, Hollywood Park racetrack in Santa Anita, I think Santa Anita, not Hollywood Park, but they're opening up, and you know, it's going to be it's okay to exploit and risk horses' lives as well as the people that go bet on it with their vices, with their unemployment money, uh, but you can't get a haircut. That would seem... Well, that's Orange County. Santa Anita? Like, yeah. Like, I think that's Orange County, isn't it? I don't think so. I think it's still L.A. County. Um, oh, Because okay. it's, uh, it's in Arcadia or something, right? Like, one of those Inland Empire right. places. But I, I think that one's still... That, I know... The Orange County one is the Cypress racetrack. Oh, okay. I think, yeah, Santa Anita. I mean, yeah, Santa Anita is Orange County. Then it makes sense because they're they're weird. Santa Anita is like they're protesting human rights by going to the beach. <laughs> yeah. Right. But that would make a lot of sense if that's it. But I, 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 yeah, it's just it's just arbitrary the things they choose to open and how they choose to open because there's no curbside service for, for gambling. <laughs> yeah. Oh, that would be kind of awesome though. Yeah, I mean in New York there is they have the offsite, the off-track betting OTB, and you know you just go into a place with a booth and place your bet, and then just collect it when you're done. Like you could place the bets the bets for the next day. Like, go do that, spend a half hour there, go to work, and then collect your winnings the next day. But they don't have that here. Uh, weird. Yeah. It's odd. Um, yeah. Oh, go ahead. You know, honestly, I, I just thought about this. I don't know why I randomly... Oh, because we were talking about gambling, and one of the casinos I'm familiar with is the one on Catalina Island. Uh-huh. And I wonder how Catalina Island is doing with this whole lockdown thing. Like, most of their money comes from tourism. Yeah. So I'm wondering how... Ooh, you know what? There's this company called Catalina Express, which is all tourism. Mm -hmm. But if everyone's staying at home, they're probably suffering right now. Yeah. Like, they could be going out of business. Man, wouldn't that be awesome? <laughs> Fuck, I love that. Yeah. I hear they like to watch their employees taking a dump. Yeah, they do. <laughs> like, <laughs> there are some fucked up people over there. <laughs> <laughs> the full, uh, full disclaimer joe is a past employee of theirs <laughs> but yeah they they actually yeah. i think they closed them down earlier on than even the stay in home order because i know the ports and the harbors were like cut off like so if you were in the harbor you had to stay on the ship and uh and just wait it out like 14 days or something and then then they they let stuff out um, I have a friend that works for Lakeshore uh, Distribution Facility. Lakeshore does uh, school uh, supply materials, like everything from like furniture to construction paper, you know? 
and mm-hmm. they they closed for two weeks just because they're like, well, we're waiting for the containers to get off the ships because they wouldn't let anything off. And this was like in January, in or yeah, late January. And uh, but now he's back to work. They're letting everything off the ships. But yeah, I know they didn't let people in and out. I don't think for Catalina Express either. But yeah, I do wonder how Catalina's doing. Like maybe their houses are getting devalued or or something. Right. Yeah. It's yeah. And it's kind of weird because you would think on an island you would be safe, but this thing has somehow gone it's gone worldwide. So even like small islands have probably got it. Yeah. Yeah, I know like one of the last holdouts in the US was Hawaii. But that they got it. <laughs> yeah. And yeah. Derek H in chat says you can place bets on horses using a phone app. Oh, that's nice. That's, yeah. Cool. I'm going to do that now that I have money. From what I hear, one of the things, and they were talking about it last year, um, because they kept having accidents with the horses. Yeah, they kept dropping dead, right? Is that what it was? Well, they were breaking their legs. Okay. And they were being put down. And I know a lot of activists are like, dude, this is like fucked up. Like, we're killing these horses for sport. Um, So I know it's starting to fall out of favor. So they're going to have to be careful. Like, they're really going to have to maintain the safety of the horses uh, if they want the sport to endure. Yeah. Yeah, I know they they had the like you said the broken leg things, but there was also this mystery disease that was giving them heart attacks too for a while. And even as far back I want to say as like 2016, there was a show on HBO called Luck, and that show actually got canceled not because it wasn't successful, not because it was too expensive to make, um, not because it was bad, but because the horses and shit kept dying. Like even the jockeys died in the making of that show. Uh, Man. And there was just so many accidents. There's so much accidents that can happen around horses. And when they're confined in that area and they're not being taken care of properly, they can get diseased and, and all that. So that show luck had no luck. You know, I think it only lasted six <laughs> episodes. And, uh, Man, that's- yeah, it, it's, it's crazy. I know I've had fun at the racetrack. I I, I used to love going. Um, the one right here in Inglewood was in Hollywood Park. I used to go there with a friend. He 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 was a degenerate gambler. I used to do all right, but I I never. I just liked the dollar beers and the. They had an ACDC cover band, so you get to hang out, do that, and watch the race, the race, uh, the races. But it's not worth. It's not worth all that cruelty and death and all that you know but you know right to each his own some people find that you know we're having that discussion in the as a country as a whole right now it's like who's is it okay to sacrifice people to get what we want <laughs> yeah and mm-hmm. it's just it's a weird a weird little uh dynamic that people have like as long as it's not happening to them they're okay and that that's basically how i see the the basis of all of that is just, eh. but you know, when it happens to you, then it's going to be a problem. Yeah. But 
Yeah. Speaking of cruelty and death, uh, I watched that link uh, you get, uh, gave us this morning, Pamela oh, and Ivy. Yeah. Yeah. Did would, you watch that? I, I hadn't watched it. I was reading an article about it, and I'm like, okay, we should watch the movie. I didn't send the article because the article has a slant on it that I I would rather we watch the the little mini movie short film without that slant and then make an opinion on it but yeah I, okay. i'm gonna watch it after the show but you could tell us what it's about like real quick while we're in the preamble uh so pamela and ivy it's a short film about the the origin of poison ivy and uh yeah it's basically about her childhood which is weird like it's I don't want to ruin it for you because you haven't seen it yet, yeah. but basically from childhood to, to, well, Venom, like she becomes Venom at the end. <laughs> so, yeah, it's, oh man. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so that's my preview of the tease. Oh. Pamela and Ivy. <laughs> yeah, Pamela and Ivy. <laughs> and uh, er- earlier, before we started airing, you said uh, you watched this horror movie. Is that something we want to get? Yeah. Is it something we want to suggest to Larry so he could pee his pants? You know, because I've, I've been pretty generous with all my recommendations so far. They've been more like action horror. Uh-huh. And so I'm wanting to like actually start recommending like some horror horror movies to them to him. Yeah. And yeah, this one I watched yesterday, which was actually my third time watching it. Like I like it. I think it's pretty good. Uh, it's called Before Someone Gets Hurt, and it's about uh, a TV crew. They're investigating a haunted house uh, because they don't think that it's really haunted, and it turns out it is haunted. And, you know, shenanigans ensue. But it's fun. It's like uh, all the people dying and, like, the preamble to when they get there. Like, I feel like there's this part in the beginning that I really latch on to. It's just a a fun part where they're getting a permit to film. And, uh... The guy they're talking to is like, uh, you guys really shouldn't go there. Like, some weird stuff happens. And the film guy is like, oh, what you mean? Like, you know, windows rattling or tables being moved around. And the guy's like, no, like, people being cut up into itty-bitty pieces and then reassembled on the wall and across. Like, that kind of thing. <laughs> oh, man. Go out you're shooting. <laughs> and then... <laughs> And then they don't take them seriously, and that's exactly what ends up happening. Man. It's fun. The The way you describe it, it kind of reminds me of the book we're going to talk about in a little bit, The Dark. Um, but, yeah, I, I think Larry is, is ready. We, you know, reawaken the review we did yesterday, which that archive will be up after the show. I just finished editing it. Um, that... that after seeing that, I think 
he's going to be waiting for something better <laughs> and something more that can actually scare him now that he wishes he could be scared instead of just bored watching reawaken right <laughs> so yeah i'm excited to see his reaction uh in chat uh Derek says, I've been trying to get the GTA 5 for free from the Epic Game Store. Two hours now, but their service is down. And then he asks, is Harley Quinn gay on her cartoon yet? And uh, I actually answered in chat, but I'm going to answer it out loud too because I, I've I've been watching. Uh, so far, from what I've seen, I think I'm on episode 6 of season 2. She's not gay yet. So, yeah. But, Joe, the recent episode... well. I think it's actually two episodes back now is the one where Batman comes out of his coma and it's actually pretty funny. Yeah. You you watched it already? I, 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 I had stopped watching because I was sick of watching shit on my phone, but mother's day, you know, I had to, I took the bus to go visit my mom. Mm -hmm. And so I was watching it on the bus because watching TV on my phone on the bus is a much different thing than watching TV on my phone when I'm at home. Yeah. So I used the time to watch a couple a couple Harley Quinn episodes. And that one was one of the ones I did see. Which that was pretty funny. Like I actually kind of really like what they're doing with Batgirl. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I, I, I was particularly taken by that. But also the opening, like the two nerd blogger guys that are like super harsh on stuff <laughs> and right. they're making fun of the dudes that like the comics gate guys and the gamer gate guys in terms of their misogynism <laughs> and, right. and he's like, why would you have a show in Gotham with no Batman in it? And then he's like, well, you watch five seasons of Gotham. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Right. So I really like that it's touch. A, like, yeah. Because it's because the interesting thing is there's so much good shit in Gotham that doesn't have Batman. Right. But you have these like, assholes who are like fixated, and it's like, dude, come on. Like, there's more to Gotham than just Batman. Yeah, like even just organized crime. Like I mean, we talk when we talk about what we thought Gotham would have been the show. Like we think, you know, James Gordon versus organized crime, and then at the end, the rise of the villains, as you know, crime evolves, would have been mm -hmm. a, a good look for that. But even like when you think of stuff from like Birds of Prey or, or you know, yeah, or Gotham City Sirens, City. when those books were coming out, like that was the less stale stuff that was happening in Gotham. Like some of the Batman stuff with Batman Inc. And, and stuff like that uh, to me was kind of like whatever, but those Gotham city sirens books were actually interesting. Mm hmm. But yeah. Yeah. So, so seeing them like kind of poke fun at that and, you know, so I, I'm assuming some of the people reviewed, some of the, the the Harley Quinn show with that light. I know I wasn't one of those, but I did have a weird thing where it's like, well, if you're going to have Batman and Jim Gordon, why do them like that? But the way ba they did Batman in that episode was actually pretty good and kind of explains a lot <laughs> of why mm -hmm. the, the shit goes the way it does, you know? Yeah. 
Um, yeah. And I, I'm, I still can't get into that Jim Gordon, but because it gave us that Batgirl, I think uh, I think I'm, in, I'm I'm with it. Yeah. Alfred was pretty good too. Yeah, <laughs> he was his own superhero guy. Yeah. Uh, on the line, we have our third member decided to show up finally, uh, Larry. Hey, what's going on, folks? What's up, man? Um, nada, nada. What I miss? Well, we were just talking. Well, we were planning how we're going to terrorize you for next Horror Wednesday, um, mm. but I'm glad you missed that. But then. We kind of talked a little bit about, uh, I think it's the fifth episode of Harley Quinn. Mm-hmm. I, don't, I don't know if you've seen it, where Batman comes out of the coma. No, uh, no, I, I haven't seen it. I, I haven't really been watching uh, a lot of season two yet. Yeah, you should check that out. Um, I'll do it. I know like Joe took a break from watching it because he doesn't like watching it on his phone. So I, I still kept watching just because <laughs> now I canceled the subscription. So I got to make sure to watch everything that, that I need to get my hands on till December. <laughs> At, yeah. And then Harley Quinn, for one, is, is something we could talk about on the show. So I, at the very least, I can do a little vamping with Harley Quinn right. when there's silence on the air. <laughs> Uh, but yeah, um, let's see, let's, uh, let me play this music and jump into our review of Dark. Cool. Review. Uh, Comic book. Like, well, not like that, but like... So yeah, uh, the Dark, um... Earlier this month, or towards the end of April, I, you know, we talked about how Free Comic Book Day was canceled because no shops were closed, no shops were open, rather. And what are we gonna do? Like, there was all these people giving out free comics, free digital comics, and free things. Uh, this company, SourcePoint Press, uh, sent me a press release around that time that they said, you know what, fuck Free Comic Book Day. We're doing Free Comic Book Week, and they gave out. Well, trade paperbacks, single issues, everything. You know, they they had a, a good selection of everything they have on their roster for free. I, all I did have to do was pay the shipping, which was two dollars, and I had two dollars on my Apple Pay account, so it just took care of that. <laughs> like I could play with Apple Pay. So, uh, one of the books that stood out to me was this one called The Dark. And let me see if I can post. Where is my phone? I'll post a picture of it in chat because. The, the cover was striking to me, and the font, and, you know, I'm a stickler for all these things, so um, <laughs> I'm like, yeah, you know what, I'll do that. It's free, even if it's bad, it's free, and at the very least, I can talk about either how bad it is or how good it is, like, you know. I knew nothing about the creative team. I knew nothing about SourcePoint Press. I remember, I believe they're the ones that sent us um, Alien Toilet Monsters. Oh, the book okay. reviews. I think that's them. I'm not 100 percent sure, but got it. But I, I'm pretty sure that's them. And uh, so I'm like, you know what? I'll, I like. I'm I'm a sucker for a horror anthology in the comic book form. I like it. I like the little wraparounds with the crypt keepers or guys like that. Or what was the other one that they did on Ahoy Comics? The Edgar Allan Poe doing the wraparounds. Like, I like that. Uh, now, the copy I gave you guys to read, the digital copy, that has its own story, and you guys just got the chapters. No wraparounds, no 
anthology element just the two first stories that are in this anthology um this anthology comes from the mind of kelly williams and kelly williams is an artist and writer and i don't even know if it's a he or she i believe it's a he but i'm not sure <laughs> i right. don't do that that right. amount of of research uh but it has four stories one's called boo hag uh, second one's called Howl. The third is called Devil's Gate. And the fourth is called Nanny. And yeah, basically it's it's just these weirdly monochromatically drawn and colored horror stories, gritty. Um, and yeah, it's six ninety nine regularly. Um, but I got it for free for free comic book week on sourcepointpress.com. <laughs> um, so yeah, before we get into the actual review, let me give you a little bit of the background of what you guys read. What you guys read was these mini comics that were supposed to come out or came out on Alterna comics. We talked about Alterna comics cause they're during this pandemic quarantine, they're leaving, uh, comicsology and diamond <laughs> to really do right. everything directly like so they've been in the news because of that and uh kelly williams uh had these two mini comics uh come out through digital distribution on alterna and then something went sour and it didn't work out but kelly williams was not happy <laughs> so um they scrapped that and moved over to source point press and in in this there's a little essay about what it the process was like to to move over um and the, basically kelly williams said uh and everybody that worked on this project with kelly williams <laughs> was treated well and with respect and they're happy at source point press and i can kind of tell by the repackaging of the of these stories here you know, they have the more wraparounds with the Crypt Keeper type character. And mm -hmm. they have other stories. They have a little cover gallery and a little bonus story at the end that kind of ties in the theme of the dark. And uh, it's actually a well well put little anthology at a good price. <laughs> so um, that is uh, the dark in a nutshell in its reincarnation at Source Point Press. But... Uh, what did you guys think about the two stories you read? Let's start with the first one. What, what was the Boo Hag? Why don't you start? Jay? Um, Boo, I um, I liked the story. Like, <laughs> I am It's weird for me. Like, whenever I can see a twist coming, it feels. I don't know, a little, not wrong, but I can see where the story was going. Mm -hmm. So it's not a, in general, not really a thing I do. So, yeah, when I can see what's happening beforehand, it makes me feel strange. Like, the writer's not trying hard enough. But I liked it. Okay. Um, the art, I'm not sure on. Like, part of me really does like the art. 
But part of me would like something more, like a little more detailed, a little less cluttered. Um, I know it doesn't happen in this story, but there's a panel in the next story where it's like, oh, I wish that would be more clear what was happening. Like, I get it, but I wish it would be a little different. But I think it it does set a good tone for what you're reading. I would just personally prefer, prefer a different style, I think. I can see your point in that. I, I felt similar, and, you know, without knowing the backstory of how these little mini comics came about it, it it's standard uh ash canny kind of art artist alley type comics that you would buy like i understand that there was a, a fair amount of work that went into it and maybe it needed more of an art editor or or you know maybe a a, a second draft on the art you know because I like how it's set up, how it's paneled, how it's uh, laid out. But like you said, a little less cluttered, a little less cluttered, a little, little more refined would have benefited. I actually put a picture in chat of one of the wraparounds. This came after their move over to SourcePoint Press. And it's to me, that's a good example of a little bit of the refinement. Um, it, it, you know, it looks a little cleaner and not i wouldn't say it looks out of place but it, it would like if you read that boo hag story and then that little wraparound art like it feels like it's two different people even though it's not no i will say having the wraparound would probably have helped the story for me mm -hmm. just because it's like that kind of helps with the feeling of being guided and so you're it helps make me just more along for the ride. So it's okay that I see what's happening before it happens. Right. But with just the story, um, yeah, it's just a tiny bit off-putting. Yeah. Yeah, I, I can definitely see that. And then for me, it's one of those things, you know, when you read independent comic books, it's the cover could be one thing. The inside could be it's a bit of a gamble if you don't look through it, you know, especially buying online. Um, that being said, I wasn't like disappointed in what I got because I actually did like the story <laughs> and even the twist. Like I knew that would be the twist, but even how the twist played out and how they chose to present it to you kind of helped it like made it a more enjoyable experience than if it's just the plain old twist you know mm -hmm. now larry how quickly did you wet your pants reading this <laughs> well i'm happy to say i did not wet my pants however uh i you know i i, I pretty much agree with the, the sentiments that you all are putting forth um uh, in I guess except in the sense well I should say except in the sense I liked both stories a lot um, you know they definitely were it, 
I mean, I guess they came across to me as just like uh, I think Ashcan is is the right way to say it, like how you how you mentioned it before, where they do come across as like Ashcan type stuff, where you know you're just kind of demonstrating to somebody what what the potential could be, and you know I think that the the stories themselves showed enough, um, you know, craftsmanship that it was like I would be interested in reading more um, from, you know, either writer or even seeing more art. Um, but I, I do agree 100% that, you know, the art definitely needs to be cleaner. Like, the style of it is great. But there are there was definitely, like, in each story, there was a point where I was like, what is happening exactly in this panel? And I had to go look at it, like, twice or three times to just be like, okay, you know, especially that um, there's a point where that limb, that tree limb falls. It's like I, I that was the one that I kind of got stuck on for a second because I was just like, I understand. That's he, exactly the one I was talking about. Yeah, right. Like, exactly. Where yeah. It's like I'm like, OK, I understand he fell and he has the baby in his hands. Why did he fall? And I'm like, was it like did he get startled by the lightning or like, oh, that's a tree limb. Got it. OK. You know, <laughs> so it's like, you know, like. I I totally understand the idea of you know doing art in black and white, and you know how how that like you know sketchy kind of style creates a particular atmosphere that I think is actually tonally perfect for the stories that they're trying to tell here. But you know if I can't if I don't know what's happening, then you know where that's not what comics are supposed to do. You know. Yeah. And, and so yeah, so it's just. Just being careful, but at the same time, I think it's one of these things where this also did come across as like, okay, these are just like a couple quick things to kind of put down. It almost it's almost like proof of concept type, you know? And so and especially like looking at some of the stuff that you've posted um in chat, I was like, okay, yeah, like that looks like a whole a whole different level of, of time being able to be taken. Um, which, you know, like it might very well be the difference between somebody paying you to do a page and somebody and you taking it on yourself to like you know try to get some work out there or, or you know testing the waters on some stuff. But it was it was good. Um, you know, I, I think also too like yeah the the um, you know the the plots the twists were were pretty obvious, but. I, I still think that they were pretty well executed. And so it's just like, okay, cool. Like, you know, like, uh, it, yeah, I'd be, I'd be willing to give um, the creatives behind this more time, you know, to kind of find their, find their, their um, groove and being able to do something more impressive. Cause you know, all in all, I think the, the work is is pretty good. Like, there's definitely there's definitely something there, if, even if it's not perfect. You know? Yeah, I know. Um, the I like I like the idea of the boo hag. Uh, how it's kind of I want to say it's relatable because different that particular uh, witch stealing your energy thing. Yeah. is, is kind of universal to a certain degree. Like, everybody yeah, has yeah. had 
some of that in their culture and, and uh, coming from a place of, of, you know, the Midwest, he in this kind of added a little difference to it and the little skinwalker element and the idea that they're out searching for Bigfoot, but it's really not Bigfoot. Like that, yeah. that actually shaped the tone <laughs> of the story. And I think that was done really well. Yeah. Um, even, and I think that's where the twist, I didn't, even though I saw it coming, I didn't mind it because I actually want to see more of these, <laughs> even if the twists are the right. same, you know, like different people experiencing this type of, of, of horror. Um, and yeah, so I, I, I'm pretty much a, agree with you guys in terms of the art and, and how this first one played out. And, uh, yeah, let's move over to the second one. The second one is called uh the howl or howl and uh it's basically a banshee a banshee um horror story uh, of people basically looking for a healer in the woods during a storm <laughs> and uh avoiding a banshee but then they're running towards their doom yeah uh this actual story was written by matt harvey uh, so it wasn't Kelly Williams doing the story, but Kelly Williams did the art. And Matt Harvey is actually the singer and guitarist of the bands Exhumed and Gruesome. And I was like, whoa. Like, I, I saw the name Matt Harvey, but I'm like, ah, that's a coincidence, yeah? And right. then when I read the the back of it, that he actually, Kelly Williams talked about how he collaborated with Matt Harvey on this and I actually really liked this story before I found that out the I mm -hmm. didn't know that it was the guy from Gruesome doing it's technically his first published comic book work <laughs> yeah mm -hmm. and um and yeah so I was like wow this is an added bonus for me because I love horror comics and I love metal and I enjoy Gruesome and Exhumed so it's, it's nice it, it you know you can see some of the the way that the story goes along is it, it, it's kind of how the structure lyrically and, and performance of some of Exhumed's songs, even gruesome, kind of play out. Like it's it, even though it's a short form story, it still kind of takes its time with the time it has to really show you things. And if the art was a little bit more, you know, clearer. It, it would actually the, the the story and the art would meld really well together. Yeah. Um, even though I did like the art on this one a little better than the first one, I could see it's you know when you don't have to worry about the story, <laughs> you kind of just right. can focus on the art. So it was in the right step. And then you know let me add to that as the in as the anthology, anthology progresses. I the art does get better. So I posted some pictures of the nanny in chat too and the Hell's Gate story. The Hell's Gate story, the art isn't like I would prefer better art, but it's a lot clearer and it still fits the tone. Um, but we'll get to that. Which one's the Hell's Gate story? It's the third one in the anthology. But oh, you guys it. only got two because you guys got the um the alterna comics version of the book not the but, the source point press one which one like all the ones in chat are hell's gate oh so i i have the cover then i have 
a little bit of a picture I took of the little wraparound. So then I have the nanny. That's the one with the blue and the red. Mm. And then the one with the guys in the car. That's Hell's Gate. Yeah, yeah, okay. And then, then I put a, a scan of the same wraparound I put. But it's the original art uh, without lettering. I think it's actually scanned in from a watercolor paper, which I actually yeah. I like that scan a lot <laughs> without the letters and everything. Yeah, it's but, very cool. Um, you know, the the only other thing that I can mention too is, uh, and I I understand, like you know, this is I guess a little bit opposite of your thoughts on it, but. Uh, the font I felt was hard to read, and I don't think it's yeah. about the actual font itself. I think it's just about letter spacing. Yeah, um, I think w- in 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 which in both right the second and the the first story. Yeah, I I think the first one more so, but yeah. both of them. Yeah, like you know, it it's it's a specific kind of font, and it it again it works totally. Like I understand why you would use it, but. I think when you're using a font like that, you have to be careful with what you're doing lettering wise because when you put stuff together it it just kind of starts reading like hieroglyph a little yeah, and I think it the font itself I don't know if it's a digital font or it looks almost hand hand lettered it does. and yeah. that could give a a nice touch in comics, but yeah. you got to think about how bold the letters are. They can't be yeah. too bold because even if it's like, like I feel the the letters are are spaced okay. I don't feel like how you felt about it, mm-hmm. but they're spaced okay with the 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 actual art, but not f- from letter to letter. You know? Yeah. Like, no. That's yeah. That's exactly what I'm talking about. Yeah. From letter to letter. It, it definitely like if you're gonna letter by hand, use a finer point pen or you know <laughs> like yeah finer point pen even if it is a brush pen but a finer because it looks like it, it would be done with a brush pen i don't know if it's digital or, or hand but it, it looks like they're too close together <laughs> yeah like, even yeah like when they call the guy mr rankin like i kept saying franklin because i just thought oh the right. letters got together and then right it's like the, then when that, it's clear on one panel where it says mr rankin like Rankin, did they straight up like forget his name from panel one to panel two? And then I went back and right. was like, oh no, it says Rankin there too. Right. But my mind put Franklin. Yeah. In the second one, the fonts weren't as uh as cluttered, but yeah, they I still agree. they still have the same kind of vibe. Yeah. Um I think yeah, I think it might have been they might have been uh hand hand lettered. But. I believe it. I believe it. But yeah, and it looks good. Like, I mean, you know, I wouldn't say ditch it by any means. It's just, you know, figure out a way to make sure that it stays clear. That's all. One of the effects I enjoyed in the art in the second one was, let's see if I can put it in chat. I don't have digital scans of this, but let's see if... Uh... When the girl transforms into the banshee, the hair goes into negative space instead of textured hair. And mm-hmm. I thought that was a nice touch. I yeah, that, that was cool. Uh, I'll put it in chat right now. 
Yeah. I'm I'm sitting here like, why was dude so bold? Like, that's like, your mom's in the other room. <laughs> and? Oh, okay. You never, you never. I'm like, it, it'd be different if you all were like, you know, staying at the house chilling or whatever. But it's like, man, you don't even know these people or this person. You never had sex with your mom in the other room? Or the same uh, not room? With, not with a stranger. No, me neither. <laughs> it's like if if my mom and I were were and my mom and I and, and, and my baby <laughs> were were in the woods and you know trying to get from point A to point B and in a terrible storm and were lucky enough to get let in by a, a stranger to take respite, you know, it's like even though I might need like, you know, some some rest or whatever, I don't know if I would mess around and you know, go do be doing all that. It's like at, at least at least let's, you know, all settle in first, you know what I mean? Like, <laughs> <laughs> it is me to And I know that, you know, though. she made the move. I'm not yeah. saying that, you know, he was initiating anything. I'm just you know, at some point, you just gotta be like, "Wait, like, let's have dinner first. <laughs> I was like, "But I don't know." He was like, "I guess, yeah." He was like, "Let me get this in real quick." <laughs> but he paid the price. Yeah. This is why you have dinner first, or a hot towel, like hooker bath. <laughs> at least. Um. Yeah, because it, it is medieval Ireland, and you know they didn't shower back then. And they they got the swamp ass from going in the woods with the sweating, but it's cold rain, so the everything stays warm and muggy in the taint. <laughs> warm, warm and muggy in the taint. <laughs> and that's the title of this episode. Right, exactly. Let me write that shit down. Um... But yeah, uh, I I did enjoy that second story a lot too, even with its little shortcomings. But for me, it it kind of goes with uh, with being independent comics. So I kind of make that exception. Like I I know that I'm gonna deal with that to a certain degree. But there's stuff that's just bad, and you know that's different. But th- this overall was was a. a these two stories I thought were pretty well put together. And uh, again, having the wraparounds, cause I read it, I read the digital one I sent you guys to see what you guys were experiencing. And then I read the physical one, having the wraparounds really helps. It really makes them better. Um, but yeah. And then the third story is kind of like, you guys didn't read this, but it's basically, it's these kids, high school kids, they go out, uh, to a football game, they're fucking with the mascot, and then they're driving to get banana shakes. Yeah, uh, and I don't know why they're excited about banana shakes. I just thought that was funny. But it, while they're driving to get the banana shakes, they're like, "Oh, we're going the." One of them was like, "Oh, when, when are we going to get there?" He's like, "Well, we haven't gotten to the, the to the Hell's Gate yet, or the Devil's Gate yet." Devil's, yeah, Devil's Gate. And he's like, whoa, Devil's Gate, what's that? So then it goes into a backstory of this camp and how this dude went nuts and killed the girls. 
um, in the camp and put their heads on the fence, on the gate. And legend has it that if you drive past it and you flash your lights, you see the ghost heads on the gate and the, the cook, the guy that killed everybody. And then what happens is basically they flash the lights and then it just flashes forward to the next day when an investigator is investigating a car accident. And basically the car went off the road and hit the, the gate, uh, the, the like brick wall next to the gate, lost control. And they're like investigating, trying to uh, figure out what happened if they were drunk and the investigation happens and then the investigator goes and says, well, his partner was talking about that ghost story. He's like, I got to go back to make sure I didn't miss a clue or anything because these, this, my partner's really going to push this ghost story thing. And I can't have the people like think of a danger that we can't protect them from. So he goes back and then he flashes the light because it's dark now. And then he crashes, <laughs> yeah. And then you see the actual ghost heads and everything. So you get two of the incidents with the ghost. One isn't, you can't see it. And then the other one, you finally do see it with all the heads that that have died trying to do that thing to see the ghost. And that one I liked too. The art wasn't my favorite, but it did what it needed to do. And two people, two victims of it in one short story I thought was a nice touch. And then not showing it to you till the second one was like icing on the cake. So yeah, I really enjoyed that one a lot. And that one I believe was uh was written by Jim Gibbons. I don't know who he is or what band he plays in, but but yeah. And uh, art by Kelly Williams again. And then this one was actually lettered by Chaz pangburn or pongburn so the lettering is easy is easier on the eyes on this one it's more traditional and uh and you know you got the automatopias and it still does the monochromatic but it adds a uh, like a cold blue color to the ghost effect which is a nice touch so yeah i like that one a lot too and then the fourth story is the nanny and it's basically a story of uh, uh, an abandoned house and the police go because they found the headless body in there and they end up like investigating and they find more bodies that have been rotting and the headless body that they found was that of an old lady the nanny and as they're investigating finding more and more bodies they get attacked by a floating head <laughs> with lungs hanging out of it that screams at them and kills them and then the head goes back to his body, and it's the nanny. So the nanny's severed head was killing everybody, which that one was, like, I didn't see the twist coming like that because the way they executed was so, uh, I would say, different. Not I was going to say strange, but it is a little strange, but it's more, more than anything, it's different. And I think that that was a nice touch, a nice way of ending this trade paperback of the dark. So based on what you guys read, what would you rate this, uh, the the two stories you, you read? Um, I kind of want to give it a three 
because it was pretty serviceable, and I think that the two stories you just described sound interesting enough for me to, like, if I could read them, I would. But the fact that I can't buy it makes me want to give it a two. Mm, yeah. So we're going to give it a two out of five. Yeah, it, I, I'm going to... I actually got emailed by the the, the owner of SourcePoint Press uh, when I placed the order. I don't know if I was the first person to play it, but he, he was real thankful. And I didn't get a chance to respond, but I will respond now that I've read <laughs> it and ask him if there's a way to get these, like, digitally if there's plans or anything because i think especially for a smaller uh publisher like that that has so far i've read two things from source point press and i like them both and i would actually if i could get stuff without having to wait for it to get, get home or now that i can't really go out and buy comics like i i would uh but I would tell them that. your friend only buys comics on Comixology, and yeah. that he really wants to finish it. <laughs> I'll, I'll tell him that. Um, there's, there's actually in the back. There's printings of the, the. Oh, actually, there's a bonus story that's only one page in the back here. I didn't see that. One page bonus story. Yeah. I guess it's like filler bunny. Yeah. Um, but they do have um you know, comics of stuff that, that you can buy on there at sourcepointpress.com. And some of these look pretty interesting. One looks like a superhero book called Hope. Uh there's another one called Gutter Magic that the art looks good on the cover, but the font looks good. I like that. It's kind of kind of steampunky. And then there's one called Samurai Grandpa, that looks interesting. And uh, yeah. So yeah, Larry, what would you rate what you read of the dark? Uh, you know, I, I enjoyed it, and you know, despite it having some some issues in regards to. Uh, I guess the execution of, of the story itself. I, I thought that it was pretty good. I'd give it a three. Yeah, I would, uh, I would give it a four. Um, I, I just really like these, these four stories, all of them, even with their little shortcomings, they're still, well, and I want to see more of them. I, I know, I think there's a, this is collection one. I don't know if there's a collection two out yet, but I got to be looking for that soon and i I, yeah i I would give it a four i I really enjoyed it even the once i read it with the wraparounds and and it gave me that horror anthology feel like a tales from the crypt or eerie or creepy like it i know i've read you know creepy that magazines that aren't (laughs) as good like all stories in it aren't as good as these four you know like once a hit Mm -hmm. or miss and and I feel like all these hit, so four out of f- four out of five here. Cool for me. But yeah, uh, what's next on the docket? We got you guys. One, you guys got any news? I don't know if we 
we got through a lot of news this, earlier in the week. Let's see. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You mean yeah? And yesterday? There is, I know. Um, um, there is news. The New Mutants has a release date now. A new release date, which is I'm pulling up the story. It's a. Uh, Uh, the new official release date for the New Mutants is August 28th. Hmm. Uh, barring that theaters are open in August. So, yeah, still, do, still planned on a theatrical release for New Mutants. I guess that uh, video on demand thing really was just a rumor. I don't know. What do you think? Like, I mean, I know you, you want to see that movie in a theater, but what do you think? This is the right way to go? Yes. Fair? Yesterday we like, talked... It's... Oh, I feel like people are going to want to like see movies once when they can. And so, like, with movie theaters, we don't know exactly when they're going to, sh- like, open up. But I think people are going to be anxious to get back into theaters. And the New Mutants, because it's an X-Men movie, is going to get a lot of people to go check it out. It's also the first X movie under Disney's control. I mean, but is it? I mean, they can control if it comes out or not. Yeah, but I mean, it's not like they made it. They just have it. Yeah, like, but it, it I don't might, know. If it, huh? It might give them a bad name, and I'm happy for that. <laughs> well, fine, but but I, and that I can understand. But I mean, I don't know. Like, it's like to say that it's almost as if, like you know, as if they had created it. You know what I mean? Right. Creatively, they don't have. It's not the first one. Yeah. Right, right. But, but don't pe- get me wrong. I mean, people right. don't know like, that. They can decide <laughs> if if they release it or not. Um, yeah, I I don't know if, like, that's the release date, but I don't even know if theaters will be open then. You know what I mean? August? Yeah. Yeah. I don't, I, I don't see it happening just because... <laughs> There's no vaccine, no real treatment, you know? And I, I think once we get those, we'll probably start seeing things opening up where mass people get in a large room with circulated air together, you know what I mean? Right. Um, I know they were talking about Vegas, how like they've seen what the gambling stuff looks like to protect people. <laughs> When a casino is yeah. open and they're not, they're just kind of goofing on it because they don't see it really doing anything. Yeah. But, and, you know, that could actually. Make, like they're making like cubicles for people, basically. Right. Like, yeah. And I think they want us at the barbershop. There's no real standard on what we should do like that yet for us. There's some stuff out there, some guidelines, but they're not, they're saying, oh, don't talk to your customers. 
like you got to limit the talk because you spread the droplets and it's like whoa how can you not talk in the barbershop like that like you got to ask them what they want you know you gotta it's it's a uh it's a design job with a lot of input you know right and, and you go little by little you don't just you know now i've i've actually gotten pretty good at just anticipating what they want and giving it to them with minimal uh back and forth but you know that's not everybody yeah right but yeah um so we'll see i mean that's the release date i i anticipated getting pushed back again Uh, yesterday we talked so, about. Oh, go ahead. Yeah, yesterday we talked about the stuff coming out on Image, and we talked about a book called Firepower. Um, it's Kirkman and Samney's uh, uh, story. Um, it was supposed to come out in April. the The original graphic novel, and then the free comic book day was supposed to have its own book, and you can't really there's no free comic book day so they're just gonna give it to stores uh but the retailers are allowed to give it away early like they can just give if you bought the firepower prelude volume one like you can get the other one free so we'll see like the the graphic novel is like the prelude to what the series is and then issue one of the f- series was i guess the free comic book day one so they're still going to give it out for free but it looks from this article that it, it might be up to the retailers interesting yeah but yeah um there was the kirkman was also going to give invincible number one on free comic book day but that's going to be withheld until a free comic book day is rescheduled. Yeah. I mean, they've been, a lot of st- shops do like two free comic book days a year anyway, right? So, yeah. like one, one that happens around, that happens around now, one that happens like in the fall, you know? So, I don't know. I guess maybe this year just free comic book day will just be in the fall. Yeah. So Sam Humphreys says DC won't let him use Poison Ivy on Harley Quinn. Um, Harley Quinn writer Sam Humphreys about the absence of Poison Ivy in the Harley Quinn comic book since he took over writing the title basically says... Uh, DC is a shared universe. That means you don't always get to use the characters you want to use. They're not always available, or there's other things going on. And uh, people aren't happy about it. In what capacity are they not letting him? Like, he in what's the book he's writing or working on? Harley Quinn. Oh, and they won't let him use. Ivy? Ivy. Yeah. Yeah. Huh, that's weird. I wonder what... Like, what is she Um, doing? It's been noted that there seems to have been an editorial stance to either 
maybe make uh, Poison Ivy a bad guy again and or remove her as ever having been part of a couple with Harley Quinn. Uh, fans are thinking that it might be uh, a way of straight washing Harley now that the character has a higher media profile. Mm, interesting. Yeah, so it's... We're getting answers, just not a complete... There's no... We have an answer, just there's just no complete picture of what's going on with it. Huh. The, there's a... Uh, I don't know if you guys know, but there's a... a there is a conspiracy theory involving the Beatles and they say that Paul McCartney died in a car accident in like 67 or something and that they have like a double that they just let be Paul McCartney. <laughs> yeah. Wait, what? You never heard that conspiracy theory about Paul McCartney being dead? Wait, so the the conspiracy theory is that he's dead? Yeah, he died in a car accident in like 1967 or 68 or something. And they just have somebody playing Paul McCartney ever since. That's not really oh, no. Paul McCartney. No, I've never, I've never heard that. Yeah. That's wild. So there's a, I, I put a link in chat um, and there's a comic book coming out. That's uh, written by Paolo Baron and drawn by Ernesto Carbonetti. It's called Paul is Dead, and it actually talks. It, it it's the story of that, how that played out, like how Paul died and and all that. And it, it the, the link actually goes to a uh, a preview of it, an article and a preview of the book. And the art looks really good. Like I want to read it. <laughs> I'm not even that big of a Beatles fan like that. I, I do like the theory that, you know, if, if you actually look at the theory, people dissect pictures like, oh, his ears were higher before 1967 and after they're lower. So it's because it's a different person that they just made look like, you know, um, because they couldn't break up the Beatles. Yeah. But, yeah, people still maintain that that's the that's it like that. Paul McCartney's been dead for 50 years or something. That's wild. Yeah. So uh, the book comes out Wednesday, June 3rd. It goes on sale, but we'll see. <clears throat> and Deadpool 3 is not in Marvel's plans, according to Rob Liefeld. We talked about that, I think, last week, where uh, it's just... I'm trying to find a quote he said. He's, he's been going on. Like, remember, Larry, you said that he blames Marvel for not doing it? Yeah. But, yeah. yeah. And, you know, I think I think some people are blowing what he says out of proportion, like kind of taking it a little bit a step further than he might be. Like, you know, it like because there are people. Based, say again. So that's what he said. Uh, he what? tweeted recently about. Uh -huh people like taking words out of his mouth and like saying things that he didn't actually say. Right. And he said, what he did say was that they need to keep 
um, what's his name in charge because there's no point in breaking something that's not broken or something like that. Ryan Reynolds, like he was basically saying, yeah, just keep Ryan Reynolds in charge. There's no uh, fixing something that's not broken. But but at this point, like nobody knows that Ryan Reynolds wouldn't be in charge or at least have significant input. Let's put it like that. Right. He's saying he should. Yeah. Like that's all he's saying is that Ryan yeah. Reynolds should well, um, be in charge of it. The only other thing that he is saying, though, is that basically the movie should be out like sooner than later. Like he's like it like at least that's what I get from it, where he's like, hey, they should be putting out the movie now as opposed to later. And, you know, just because it doesn't fit into your, you know, your large scale plan for what you're doing movie universe wise. That doesn't mean that, you know, you should be waiting to put it out. Which, you know, that part I don't agree with because I'm just like, you know, like I think Deadpool would be fine coming out later. And also, too, like just because like as as successful as the character is, it's not like Deadpool is like the most successful comic book property out there. You know, what I mean, it's like if they have a plan and they want to do things according to their plan, despite the fact they've acquired Deadpool that makes sense to me, you know, like, it's not like, oh, we have Deadpool, scrap everything, <laughs> you know, or let's, let's put that out before anything else, because, you know, we got to strike while the iron's hot, it's like, nah, I mean, it, it'll be, like, Deadpool will be fine, I think, but I don't know, that was the part that I was like, oh, that's a little strange, because he was like, you know, he was talking about how Deadpool 1 and 2 came out within, like, two years of each other, and it seemed to me that that was, like, important to him. The end. Um, right. They're finally going to uh, give you the origin of Maestro. Uh, which Maestro? The Hulk Maestro. Oh, gotcha. I mean, were people looking for the origin of Maestro? I don't know. I, I'm willing to bet that it's one of those things that, well, I don't know. Let's see. It comes out. It doesn't even say when it comes out. <laughs> so weird. I mean, look, they may not know. Yeah. <laughs> like, like uh, yeah, it, it doesn't have, like, they say, uh, it, it, there's a quote here, I think, by by C.B. Sabolsky. He says, I had no idea that when I first created, oh, no, uh, who, somebody, I guess the creator, Peter David, they don't, yeah, this is a weird press release they don't have they have quotes but no who says it it says i had no idea that when i first created maestro for future imperfect that he would have the kind of popularity and staying power he has now until until now i've only been able to allude to his origins so i was thrilled to have the opportunity to explore them in this series and i can't wait for fans to see all the artwork he, that he's been that that's been coming in so the art's going to be done by a dude named uh german Herman Peralta and, you know, Dale Keown. You know, Dale Keown's a legendary Hulk artist. Yeah. But, um, yeah, there's going to be a variant cover by George Perez. So, yeah. The end.
I think I put the George Perez, the one that, the white one in chat. That's, that's the George Perez cover. But yeah, cool. they, don't, they don't have a date when it comes out. That's weird. Uh, let's see, what do we have here? Theater schedule? No, that's not for us. Comixology is having a DC deal of the week Wednesday. Oh, that was yesterday. Well, you could have gotten... That was, in fact, yesterday. You could have saved up to 86% on DC stuff yesterday. The end. That That's kind of all I got right now. Cool. You guys got anything else? Anything else you want to talk about? Anything on your mind, Larry, before we head out? No, I think I'm good. Cool. Let's uh, let's go ahead and do Lawrence, first. we talked about this a little earlier in the show. I don't know, did you hear about LA County's stay-at-home order being extended for three months? Wait, wait, say that again? Did you hear about LA County's stay-at-home order being extended for three months? How How it might be or how it is? It is. No, I did not hear about that. That that happened when? This morning? Um, yesterday, I think, or the day before. I believe this morning or, like, late yesterday. That the, it's been extended for three months? Yeah. Okay, wow. And But, but with the partial openings of things, like the, the slow open. Yes. Man, that's wild. No, I did not hear that. Wow. Wow. I mean, look, it's one of those things where I can't say that it wasn't something that I saw as a, as a potential possibility, but it's, you know, with it actually being the case, it's kind of like, well, you know, it is what it is, I guess. It's like, man. How how are you, how do you all feel about it? Oh well, you missed the big news that after I complained yesterday of not getting unemployment and saying I would vote for Trump because he's the only one that gave me money, I woke up to a deposit in my account this morning. <laughs> Those damn Democrats yeah. trying to bribe you for your vote. Yeah, so <laughs> yeah, let's go ahead. Let's do it six months. Um, no, I, you know, I, I, I do want to get back to work. You know, I don't want to uh, necessarily pay rent without it bringing in income, even if they are paying me to stay home. You know what I mean? The whole point of business. But there's a risk, and I also don't want to risk it. So it's, it's, a, it's a back and forth, and it's like really there's certain things that are opening up that I don't see why. <laughs> if you can... You can uh, Go satiate a vice, a gambling vice, and endanger jockeys and horses at Santa Anita Park, but you can't get a haircut. You know, like, it doesn't make sense that that's open and barbershops aren't, you know? Yeah. So. Yeah, no, I, I, well, but, you know, it's interesting, though, because I know that I was talking to one of my coworkers, and, you know, in uh, he's in Utah. And in Utah, 
I guess they'll they'll um you know they've opened up barber shops and you can get uh your hair cut but you cannot get your beard trimmed because you have to be wearing a mask while you're getting a ha- your hair cut. Yeah. So yeah. I'm just like, wow, like that's interesting. Like that's odd. Yeah. Huh? That's odd. Yeah. Um yeah, uh, maybe maybe the beard look will be <laughs> will be right. go out of style now. Right. They're going to have to redesign the maestro. <laughs> That's why, that's why we love Moses. He always brings it back to comics. It's all comics. <laughs> <laughs> comics rule everything around me. There it is. Cream. <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, it, it's just, yeah, I, it's odd. I, I, I don't know. Look, I, I'm I'm all for, for complying for the good of the public, but the public doesn't want to be protected. <laughs> you know, a good section of the public. And in terms of them not being not wanting to be protected they're endangering the rest and it's like yeah you want your freedom to work and stuff but what about the rest of our freedoms like you know constitutionally you can't enjoy a freedom that infringes on somebody else's you know and that it's a weird push-pull thing going on that is really not is making a lot of these attempts to flatten the curve and protect people uh, just seem and and hopefully not actually be a futile attempts at public safety. Yeah, I, I mean, you know, it's one of these things where, um, like, freedom. Like, you know, what people's ideas of what freedom is and what it's not are are a little skewed sometimes. And it's just one of those things where, you know, we we definitely because we live in society, like, you know, we we give up some personal freedoms. Every day, you know, saying to kind of just function. In society, so so. Um, you know, and, and this realistically isn't, I mean, at least at the point that we're at right now, it's not like there are people like forcing you into your homes. They're asking you to do this and, right. and they are definitely taking incentives away for you to not, um, you know, for you to like not go outside or to not, you know. Yeah, like I mean, they're 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 trying their best to make sure that you don't that you do, or or they're taking away all the incentive to do the opposite of what they would like you to do. But that's not the same as tyranny, because at the end of the day, it's like if you walk, you go outside, you can go outside. Yeah, and you know, but just know that that choice might impact more than just yourself. It's not Raccoon City at the <laughs> the the end of Resident Evil 1, the movie, you know? Right. Right. Oh, that movie. Me too. All right. Let's, uh, let's jump into some final thoughts. 
Joe, man, why don't you give us some final thoughts? Um, tomorrow, the final season of She-Ra and the Princesses of Power drops on Netflix. How many seasons? Should be, uh, five. Oh, wow. But yeah. two of them are, like, super short. That's quick. When did it come out? Like, two years ago, right? Uh, something like that. Two, maybe three years ago. Larry, why don't you give us some final thoughts? Just make sure you're taking care of yourself in every way. Physically, mentally, emotionally. You know, check in with yourself. Make sure that you feel good about where you're at and what you're doing. And as always, thank you for listening to us. Uh, We'll be back tomorrow morning, 10 a.m., right here on AmbGames.com.